You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes, and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash crspodcast or clockradiospeakers.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, please, please, please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram uh, at CRS Podcast as well. We're on Facebook.com slash Clock Radio Speakers. Did I mention that all previous 400 and some odd episodes, now 400, uh, are on uh, ClockRadioSpeakers.com? Everywhere else you get podcasts, except for you know where and you know why, and that doesn't even matter anymore because that happened like five years ago and it's okay. Um, and Doc <laughs> it, it is here, of course. It was like over five years ago. That was Pablo. I'm not ready for that. Five years, was... 2016 was five years. That's a really long time to hold a grudge. <laughs> so it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool, SoundCloud. We good. We yeah. good. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Uh, yeah, we're not holding a grudge over here. Um, like Armand said, uh, you can follow us. You can follow the show on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, if you want, at Doc underscore Beats, S not a Z. I've been pretty quiet on Instagram lately, but I don't know. I might post some more things in a minute. But um, for sure. But yeah, man, everything good. Everything is good, man. Very busy. Yeah, wrapping up Black Jordan's White Sox too. That'll be available really soon. Let's talk about some people who do have some stuff going on. Who would that be? Well, we we could. <laughs> there's really two people in hip hop who've been who've been making noise this week. Actually, before we get to that, real quick, I have to ask a question. Okay. So, why is Rick Ross wearing white gloves on his album cover? Listen, he's about to tell us, listen, man, he's about to tell us how poor we are and I'm here for it. He's about to make me feel like the last $20 in my pocket is, is eight figures. Mm. I'm here for it. Y'all know I love me some Rick Ross. I'm here for it. December. Listen, all you other rappers that could not wait on Donda and CLB. I get it. December 10th is actually a really good date. It's a really good date. You could actually, well, no, you definitely can't do nothing now because not Travis, this week. Kanye, and Drake are in the news. Absolutely. Not this not. week. Don't but do anything. Is it? But like, you know, and that, so, because next week is pretty, next week is pretty good, actually. Because the week after is Thanksgiving and that gets complicated. Yeah. People aren't really yeah. paying attention. I, next week, though, just saying, you know, if Kendrick uh, ever wants to pop out. Listen, man, he's the only one. I don't know what, at this point, I don't know what he's doing. He had the momentum. And he kind of let it die. Maybe he just wanted space for Keem to rock out, but I don't. I have no idea what he's yeah. doing. No idea. But, well, okay. I'll tell you sure. who's not dropping right now. Who's that? Travis Scott. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, he did drop. Well, so I, I hadn't been paying too much attention. I guess I didn't realize that in addition to the album coming up, which is going to be called Utopia, mm-hmm. there was going to be a mixtape before the album called Dystopia. Oh. Oh, okay. In the in the same style as uh, Days Before Rodeo, and that's what these two singles are from. They're from the mixtape. That's mm, actually a good idea. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get, we're could there. could have been a good idea. Needless to say, nobody's talking about these records right now. Not at all. And and that's because there was, I mean, let's just start with the facts. There was an absolute tragedy Friday night uh, at Astro World where eight people, as of currently. Eight people died. This is we're recording this Tuesday, November 9th at night. Eight people died. A uh, couple dozen hospitalized. Others injured. 
during Travis Scott's closing set at Astro World, and uh, one of the deadliest concerts in U.S. history. I think that's pretty safe to say. When I uh, when I woke up Saturday morning and saw the news, I told Marissa that eight people died at a at a music festival, and this tells you how like where where we're at in America. Her first question was like she was like worried. She's like guns, like thinking that like a shooter, because like why mm-hmm. else would eight people die at a festival? Right, right. Yeah, you automatically think that it's it's a it's a type of violence. Right, 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 right. But instead, <sighs> there's a lot of angles to this, and it's really complicated. But thank thank you for saying it, man. It is so complicated. The thing is, though, like there are a lot of people who bear responsibility here. I think I and okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But no, I I, I think like I think on the one hand, everybody wants a tidy answer. They want to know like who can they Absolutely. hold responsible. Who can who can they who can they say caused this? And I think that's what these clips of uh, of Travis are attempting to do for people. Um, clips of him still performing while people are being trampled, while people yeah. are asking for help. The, uh, the 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 one of the more popular clips, um, the the girl going up to where the cameraman is and yeah. asking him to help, and him him basically being like, "Hey, lady, I like I don't know what to do." Um, and then even the, the funnier clip, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I laughed at this clip. I ain't gonna hold you. The clip where he like stops, but his auto tune is still on. Yeah. I'm sorry. I laughed at that. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Not at the injury, but just him speaking in a very somber voice, but auto tune was still going crazy. That was funny. So it's very easy to say, well, Travis Scott, um, to, and another thing, I'm also seeing old clips mm-hmm. of, other Travis Scott performances where he is, you know, inciting violence, um, you know, some, I think the infamous clip where somebody like took his shoe off his foot and he encouraged other concert goers to beat up the guy who took his shoe. And, you know, now all of a sudden that, that, that means that, you know, Travis is this evil person that wants things to happen. And, th- and then there's also the demonic factor as well, where you've got a bunch of people using the astral world uh, imagery uh with uh with uh imagery that people would say is demonic or have has ties to to uh to demonic activity and so everybody is sort of crafting and weaving their own narrative to help them sleep at night and i'm sorry y'all this it's not that easy no. to lay out no it's not there, that easy to lay out there at, are a lot of, of the day yeah, yeah sorry lot there's lots of folks there's lots of things ultimately you have to stop you have to stop doing this. You have to stop doing this. Eight people died and a lot of people got hurt, period. Stop there. Unnecessarily. Stop there. You have to take time to acknowledge the victims and uh, how horrific this is. I'm literally like, I was, when my daughter and I, I, was, I shared this on the show. Uh, my daughter and I were watching Rolling Loud together on YouTube and texting. And she's like, I want to go to Rolling Loud. I would love to go to a festival. You know what I did? I yeah. texted and said, you're not going to a festival. Sorry, <laughs> you're not doing it. Yeah. And, I, and she was on TikTok looking at stuff and she was sending me clips or whatever. And we had a whole conversation about, shoot, concert safety, festival safety. Yeah. What happens with security and you know general admission? We're going to get into all that. Um, but yeah, you have to stop and just acknowledge the victims first. Like that's a thing in itself, but we always want to go to some sort of narrative and start pointing fingers. And for me, it's not that easy, but where are you at with it, doc? 
I'm I'm kind of watching and seeing. I'm trying to figure out who's going to get left holding the bag, right? At the end of the day, the narrative, like, just because like there's a, a narrative emerging right now about who might be doing what or whatever, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to try to see like who is going to end up taking the hit for this, and I'm afraid it's going to be Travis, right? And it's not that like I I don't think Travis is blameless here at all. Like I want I want to I actually want to talk about like the fact that I you know. I think he's, I don't know, I, I, it seems pretty obvious that, like, the police are trying to, like, blame him. There's all sorts of stuff that's going around. Oh, right? I, thank you for saying that. I totally forgot. Yo, the cops was like, <laughs> the cops we was told like, hey, hey, I tried to tell him that it was bad. Like, hey, I well, don't know what you want me to do. Well, so, yeah, so let, let me, let's talk about the police, right? So the Houston police actually, I think they bear some responsibility here. So the Houston Chronicle has been all over this. Uh, shout out to local newspapers, which are dying um, because who subscribes to papers anymore, right? But right. when you when you have when in terms of like a local story, because a good reporter will have like sources and will know who to talk to and how to get this and get that, right? It's not like otherwise. If you don't have good local media, what happens every time there's a story, the national media has to come swoop in. They don't know who to talk to. You're gonna. It's all whatever. Anyway, so the Houston police, <laughs> the chief of police initially said. We had it. Oh, no, no. Because at first, the Houston police chief was worried that people were going to say there wasn't enough police. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. We had enough to handle the crowd. But then, Mm -hmm. and this is a wild quote to me. He says, yeah, but we couldn't have abruptly ended the show because we would have there would have been a riot that my department couldn't control. And it's like, so let me get this right. On the one hand, you said you had enough people. But on the other hand, Mm -hmm. you said, well, we couldn't end the show. Right. And I'm just like, so what? What are you doing there exactly? Mm-hmm. Like in that in that kind of situation. So the Houston police, and then you, the fact that they're immediately being like, "Oh, listen, we met with Travis and his people, and we told them, blah blah blah." Like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. they're they're That's trying to get out mad quick. Yeah, absolutely. They're not messing around. That was absolutely. Live Nation bears responsibility here, right? How so? So, like Travis as an individual, he's not like planning crowd control and that's right take you know like there's a partnership here right and so when there's a partnership that means you theoretically share the you share the good and you share the bad right so live nation and the promoters and whoever was like logistically running things on the ground that day like everything i have read from like eyewitness reports like people on reddit talking about stuff and on, on people on social media sharing videos and everything else like this show seems like this whole festival seems like it was just a mess mm-hmm. right fans storming the entrance at the start of the day yep two places to get water oh is that a thing so a big thing at festivals is like yeah you can pay for water but if you bring like a reusable bottle you know a water bottle whatever there will be like free water things stashed wherever and there were a uh, between 50 and a hundred thousand people and somebody Whoever did the planning was like, nah, we only need two places to get water for that many people. In modern festivals, that's like unheard of. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah. There's not enough security, it seems like, not enough medical staff. Um, I heard Don Tolliver's set was also kind of a mess and like mm. and very rough for fans. Um, one thing that annoys me when I go to a festival, but I now understand why they do it is a common thing at festivals is you'll have the multiple stages, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll often have, even for the headliner, you'll have little stagger, like even the last set a little bit. So like 
it's not if you want if you know it's there's only a short amount of time where there's only one person on if any right but it seems like the way that astral world on friday was structured was like oh no 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 like travis travis's whole set is going to be like the only thing that's going on and the reason why you don't want to do that is because it's general admission and you've got 50 to 100,000 people and it's called astral world so guess what they're all going to do when there's only one place to go they're going to go cram in in front of travis's set which is right. not at all it's why festivals have multiple sets it's to disperse the crowd right travis didn't design travis didn't like sit there in his room and go okay well i want everybody like he didn't like design all this right right you assume that's live nation the promoters all that whatever so like there's there's all sorts of stuff and problems there Mm -hmm. um but what's going to be hard for travis to shake and this is like not only are there the videos that people are sharing like his team has been going since since Friday night and deleting old social media posts of his. Really? Where he would encourage his fans to go wild at concerts, to jump barricades, etc. Mm. Travis has a history. Like he wants people to come and rage. That's his sure. whole thing for live music. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. and I have talked a million times on this show. We joke about it because we say world men. We want no part of this one, two, three jump general admission era. <laughs> I'm never buying general admission ever again in life. Never. <laughs> Sorry. I've done general admission at festivals. Right. Now, granted, they mm-hmm. are like festivals in the middle of the Wisconsin woods, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> a festival nonetheless. A festival nonetheless. And like, yeah, like they're spread. They're typically like, oh, we've got this stage all the way over here and this stage all the way over here. And yeah, there's the headliner at night, but like I've I've done general admission and like Travis, he wants a rowdy crowd. He pushes for the sure. envelope. It's what his live mm-hmm. sets are known for. For sure. He's been fined before by authorities in different states for either encouraging people to jump barricades or inciting violence. Like this is not his first time. Yeah. And so like that alone, they're going to cut like it's coming for him, even though it's not all of his fault. Because there's a lot of fault and it's saying fault. Like it's not even his, all his responsibilities. Mm. Right. But like anytime your team is deleting old social media posts after something happens, they're to, they're scared. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where Travis goes from here, man. Dark. <laughs> he has to go dark. He has to chill for a, a significant amount of time. I saw a video of um, uh, a DJ at a SZA concert. And for whatever reason, this DJ thought it would be okay to play sicko mode right now. And the, the exactly very, it was either tone deaf or an intentionally curated viral moment because the crowd started booing. He's really like public enemy number one right now, right now until somebody else gets put on the summer jam screen. That's what you, you got to go dark until enough people get put on the screen to forget that you were once on the screen. And you'll, you're going to get those people who are never going to forget. And be like, yo, it was Travis Scott. He blah, 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 blah. But listen, man, the mother of his child, the grandmother of his child is, <laughs> is a marketing genius. If anybody can get him out of this situation, it's Christian. And we'll talk about her shortly. What, um, <laughs> what I'm curious to see, though, is like, is Live Nation going to try to leave him holding the bag? Like, Travis <laughs> is not your typical hip-hop hip-hop artist because i mean honestly like let's really be honest like who else has as many corporate sponsorships and relationships 
and collaborations like he's got more than anybody right uh mcdonald's nike fortnite i would say car i would say cardi you think cardi i mean i'm not saying popularity i'm just saying like like the most yeah yeah i would say i would say cardi but travis is travis is at worst top three right it's it's literally if you I mean if you want to get in the rihanna bag like rihanna's rihanna's the goat like rihanna's in a whole other stratosphere but it's probably rihanna travis and 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 cardi those are probably your three all all those people are gonna leave like <laughs> you know they're 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 not gonna be interested in the travis scott brand but like he could eventually recover from that but like if he, like if live nation has nothing to do with him i don't know how he recovers from that because live nation and Ticketmaster own touring in this country for sure and if travis can't tour it's a rap that's that's his aesthetic not even this is aesthetic that's how you make money as an artist of his of his yeah, stature for sure you know because i mean Astro world is just is a festival and he does it because he want he wants a big festival in his hometown but like you know when utopia comes out there's gonna be a utopia there was going to be a utopia tour <sighs> yeah yeah and honestly, like that, anytime soon, he can't perform live anyway, not even just because like he needs to go dark for public relation images, like no insurer is going to touch him right now. I, I saw a quote that basically said that that's probably what's going to kill his festival is the fact that no insurance company is going to quote him. Or if they do, they're going to quote him an astronomical number. Yeah. And then that will fall on the responsibility of who the ticket, uh, the ticket buyers, mm. the concert goers. So yeah. you're you're a two hundred dollar. Astro World seat is now 350. Right. So I'll say this. Yeah. Tra okay. <laughs> so it, there's, I think there's a few. Oh, man, there's so many things that I want to I want to touch on. Um, when I think of Travis Scott's fan base, I definitely think non-threatening. Mm, what do you mean so, by that? <laughs> what I mean by that is like lots of awkward middle and high schoolers that listen to I wish we could get Taylor on the show because Taylor went to the Astro World concert when he was here and he often uh pulls on the experience um just like of course he was in the back but you know what he was able to observe was just fascinating to him and he references it a lot um but when I think of when I think of that crowd and when I think of that sort of riot inciting, I immediately thought of the Woodstock documentary that recently. Came yeah, out I've been thinking about that all week. And the one thing that we have to say is that this is not an isolated incident. Festivals generally get crazy. That's mm. not festivals get crazy. OK, they do. They Some do. do. Yeah, festivals okay. get crazy. Now, I'm not saying every festival, sure. but enough enough for this to not be an isolated incident. I think this is a perfect storm of so many things. Yeah. Um. I think, and I think it's just a math equation that just leaves eight people or eight families without loved ones. Yeah. Ultimately, because to me, that's the most important thing. Um. Because Travis will, you know. He made to his his public image will take a hit for a little bit, but man, Nike's not dropping him. McDonald's isn't dropping him. He makes he makes too many people too much money. This isn't the, I don't think this is the end for him. Now, whatever he was planning on doing with dystopia and utopia, he's gonna have to sit on that. But I mean, look, this happened in October, November. Better that than 
you know, by the summer, it, it might be a whole different ball game. We might even be going to festivals and concerts different altogether as a nation by that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never seen so many people. You look at the timing of like, you know, uh, uh, Facebook announcing their metaverse and you're looking at all of like the, 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 the social distancing and the other things that Ticketmaster and other outlets are, are implementing in order to, you know, keep people safe and get all that going. There's going to be so many ways to attend the festival. I've, I posted that on my Instagram stories of just someone sitting lonely on a mattress on the floor with a virtual reality machine over their face watching a concert. Nah, and man. It was a little I'm exaggerated. I'm out. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. 100%. 100%. The, the, the YouTube experience is good enough for me. Just stream it live. I mean, even uh, Will Smith had a thing last night to celebrate his book. And it was a $15 ticket for him and a bunch of people. To, it just said Will Smith and friends tell stories and celebrate the release of his. And like, yeah, I, I, I do that. That's cool. Fifteen dollars a stand. It's a it's a pay per view. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. I'll do that all day. But am I gonna put a a machine over my face that simulates me being in an environment with other people? Absolutely not. Nope. Sorry. I think there's a lot of hype for for like stuff like the like the metaverse right now and everything. But I feel like people are are mis. I feel like oh, I feel like people are somewhat misreading what has happened in in our in our world over the last year and a half. That's the uh, go ahead. Uh, Finish making your point, but I, I want to add on to that. We're sure. like, yes, we have the technology to do stuff remotely more than ever before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but there's a reason why people were lining out the door for Astro World, why they wanted to go crazy at a festival, because exactly. human beings ultimately crave interaction with other human beings. And we want to be outside again. Absolutely. And like, I, I don't understand how you can like watch what has happened over the last 18 months and think to yourself, yeah, no one's going to want to be outside. Everybody wants to be outside. Travel's crazy right now because people want to go places. So like, I don't know. The metaverse is like right now, that's a that's a Facebook announcement because they're trying to distract from their problems and, you know, <laughs> and, and they love the idea of like, yeah, you know, why why sell things that are physical if you can sell things that are unlimited in a digital world. Like you're not limited by manufacturing. Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm exactly. not. So when you, I'm so not when you excited. have people, so when you have people like Nike that is already having issues with um, supply and demand and, oh, you can't get the latest off white sneaker. Well, it's readily available in the metaverse or uh, you've got Rockstar um, signing up to, to, for GTA to create, you know, space in the metaverse. I didn't want to do that. But man, being in GTA in real life, that seems cool. All that they're going to position that in a way to where people I think they're of course, they're going to be people who are interested out the gate, of course. And that's that's on them. But they're about to make this they're about to make this look really cool. You know, what's going to be amazing is when event like the real science science fiction, like dystopian thing that would be so very like typical of how things tend to go is like what'll end up being is like if you want to like go to it in person you want to travel there in person you got to have real money to do that mm. but you know for just the cost of extra on you on top of your you know yep. what metaverse plus subscription you can do x y yep. and z <laughs> yep you i can you can go to rome for 50 bucks right yep absolutely you see it you see it doc you're a smart man you're a cultured man <laughs> 
you see it. I mean, um, I'm also dealing with a lot. I'm also dealing with a lot of people I know who are getting all excited about like NFTs right now. And I'm just like, man, stay out of that scam. Stay I away. still don't get NFTs at all. I don't. I just don't get. Is it just the equivalent of what I've been doing with this music the whole time? Not, not exactly. Just, it, it tries to solve like some problems. But then at the end of the day, it also comes back to people basically being like, like, I feel like at the end of the day, it's always like, it's like, it's two, it's like, there's two different things. There's like the people who are into uh, crypto and NFTs for like ideological reasons. Cause they like, mm-hmm. they don't want, they're like, they don't trust big business and they definitely don't trust the government. And they're like, no, like we're going to have this decentralized blockchain. That's going to free us from the, and it's like, okay, all right. Okay. 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 Cool. That's not going to happen. All right, all right. But then there are the people, and I know people who are like this, and I'm not going to say names or anything, but like. And that's fine. People who are into it right now, because, oh, you can you can like flip them and make money right now. Like it's a of course it's a land rush. Yeah, you know, so and it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if you have money to be playing in in that world and you want to like get in and try to flip something, fine. Hustlers are going to hustle. But like, I don't know, like I'm also not like getting too crazy excited about it right now. You know what I mean? Mm. But I think like. The reason why people get so excited about it is how do you drive, if you're trying to flip something and make money off of your investment, how do you get, you have to find new customers, which means you got to get them excited about why they want to buy your pixelated bear of an NFT. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah, like you have to convince them that it's worth money. It's like you're creating an art market from scratch in some cases. Art is valuable because people think it's valuable. And NFTs are valuable Mm. because people think they're valuable. That's it. Mm. And as long as you're comfortable with that and you're comfortable with the idea that you got to find somebody or you have to trust that enough people will eventually want it, that you can make more money, then it's fine. But like thinking Mm. of it as like the solution to like this and it's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Now, I'm sure because this always happens with technology where like there's going to be something that comes out of this that ends up being useful in some way. Awesome. I'll be there when the time comes. But in the meantime, either hustle or get hustled if you're into NFTs is all I'm saying. Mm, I hear you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar enough with NFTs to, to, to add on to that. I just, I think it, it just, it, it just feels like a, it feels like a sham. I'm like, where's like that? I guess that's been my question when I see it. I'm uh-huh. like, where's the value in this? <laughs> you're telling me, man. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see the value. I don't see the value in it. I understand crypto. I get crypto. I actually like crypto. Um, so that that's one thing. But yeah, I, I don't I don't get NFT and I'm trying to. I'm not I'm not my arms aren't folded. I'm not old man in the club. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't get NFTs at all. I don't get it at all. And the most valuable things can be explained to children. You know, the things that really last that have weight on them. They are complicated enough to where you and I can nerd out over them for years and years and years and they're simple enough that you can introduce them to a child and i i just whenever i hear people explain nfts or even when i try to watch videos on them youtube videos they're like 20 minutes and (laughs) i come out more confused than i was going into it i'm like man, i'm not doing this i don't have time i don't have time i got four kids and a wife no thanks um there was so much more i wanted to say about travis that i totally i totally forgot about. so let me ask you this so like the, the reaction so far you were talking about how people you know they're they're quick to rush to judgment, and they're mm-hmm. also and quick, per usual. Well, and they're and they're and I think you were also making the point how they're they're sort of skating past that there are real victims here, right? 
they're real victims. And then there's just a perfect yeah, There's a perfect storm of a bunch of stuff. That was the other thing I was going to make uh, the point I was going to make like doc, doc. Hey, listeners, everybody. I don't know if you've realized, but people went freaking crazy in quarantine. People went nuts. They couldn't not only not interact with people, they were afraid to go outside. I mean, people are, I'm seeing people starting to joke on social media about how weird the world was like the first five or six months of COVID and quarantine and how we really didn't know anything and the thing, the, the lengths people were going to protect themselves and segregate themselves. Um, it's like, it's a joke now, but no, they're like lasting ramifications oh, yeah. from, from what, from how people were, you know, acting and, and feeling and believing in the information and all that stuff. Like, come on, man. Like you can't joke on this. Like you can't joke your way through everything. So with that, I'm not surprised that a bunch of rowdy kids and teenagers stormed a gate at a Travis Scott concert and didn't pay. And there's that video of security poorly trying to keep these kids from getting in surprise you let kids go outside and play and they get into stuff especially when it's somebody like travis scott who is godlike to a lot of these kids they love them some travis scott you can't tell them anything about travis um so man this because this is this to me is like a system it's a systemic it's a cultural issue because another point doc I don't think I'm going to get to everything that I wanted to say because I'm just I've just lost it. This is why I got to take notes for this show. After 10 years, I'm like, no, nah, I should probably start taking notes. Um, I thought about my experience at the Donda concert mm. and I shared it on the show. I said, Doc, if 50 people, if 100 people wanted to storm the barricade and get in the house, they would have gotten the house. Security at Soldier Field was trash. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Trash. And it was, vi- and I don't even think it was like, so, okay, with the, the Woodstock documentary, and if you guys haven't watched it, first of all, HBO Max is on the expensive end of uh, streaming services, but to me, it's worth it. I, lo- it's um, my, it's, I, think, I think it's my favorite streaming service. Yeah, HBO Max is fire. Um, so get it, borrow it from somebody, whatever you got to do. Um, watch the Woodstock documentary. But when they talked about the security that they hired for the Woodstock documentary, it was just like, guys, like you, sir, (laughs) how would you like to do security for Woodstock? It wasn't like they got a a security organization or company or whatever that specializes in security. They just got guys and they stuck them in a room for two hours and trained them. And, you know, after a while, the security turned on the venue. They're like, yo, we're letting people in, you know, we're they're giving us cans of beer or, you know, whatever, whatever the, the patrons are bartering with us. And then we're allowing them to basically do whatever they want to do. So um, that's how, but compared to, and then compare that to the Donda show, the Donda security was, it was soldier field security people. And it still didn't feel like they had control of what was going on. They didn't. So, I'm wondering, like, all right, is security just something that people are skimping out on or security? Are they hiring security companies and security companies just don't hire good people or they're not able to keep good people? Like there's a to me, there is a a large void, a big hole in just the security aspect of it. Even look at the camera guy. And then another thing is just the functionality, the, the logistical functionality of the stadium. When I look at that video 
And I look at that video of that young lady. So I know I'm getting old. But that young lady goes up and tries to get the cameraman to um, stop the concert or get help or whatever. You know what he looks like to me? What? He's being painted as someone who's being dismissive. He looks lost to me. He's like, hey, I can't help you. You know, I, does he even have a headset or a walkie-talkie he, he, or something he where he can communicate he ha- with people? He should absolutely have a headset, yes. because He should. Well, because like Apple Music, who's streaming, you know, or whoever Apple, I mean, I'm sure Apple Music just like paid the jack into the feed, but whoever at the, whoever's putting up like, whoever's producing the video for that, like they have, because they have a way, they should have a way to be like, oh, focus on this or change your angle. Like they talk for to sure. those people. Mm-hmm. Like that's the idea. For sure. For um, sure. For sure. So I wonder if, you know, is, is that prepared for, hey, if something happens in the crowd, do you have the means to say, hey, I got a girl on stage that's asking for some help down here. Uh, some kids are passed out or there's too many people in general admission and the kids can't move and they're being trampled and X, Y, and Z. I, or is it a thing where the, the cameraman is being, is basically the, the rule of thumb is like, you know, the show must go on, right? I, I bet one of the things that comes out of this is like kind of exact. It's basically what you just described. Like basically a, if you like, you know, if you see something, yes, you have a direct line. Like they, I bet, I mean, um, there are, first of all, there are going to be like industry wide changes coming out of this. One hundred one million. That, that's been my whole thing. It's less about, about it being a Travis Scott issue. And this is a systemic, I don't say cultural, but like changes have to be made to a, to the concert and festival structure. Period. I think that's, I think that's true. But the one thing I do want to say is like, it's not like this was just his set at a festival. It was his set at his festival. It's his festival. He, it's his festival. There's some, there is a bit more responsibility because of that. Not soul. It's not only his fault, but like you said, it's people, he knew, he knows what his fans, what his fans want to do. His team knows what his fans are showing up to do. I think they just turned up a little bit more than they anticipated. And I, and I hear you I don't on that think one. They anticipated that. I don't think they anticipated the COVID tax on the turn up. Because you were, t- you know, you were talking about how, you know, there's nothing stopping people at Soldier Field. I mean, if you've ever gone, I mean, I went to a ton of UConn basketball games where they've got security, but there's like, there's a sort of like socially accepted notion that we're not supposed to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And that kind of keeps most people in line. But like, when right. students want to storm the court, they storm the court. They storm the court. And there's nothing you can do. No nothing. number, unless you're going to have like armed police with guards, with guns in there. You know what I mean? Like, right. short of that, if students want to storm the floor, they're going to storm the floor. And the only thing that stops them is the idea that we only do it when it's really important. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, I don't know what the ultimate answer is because I don't think the answer is, well, I mean, I mean, I'd be interested to see the future of general admission at festivals in general. Yes. There are other festivals. So from the reading I've done, there are other festivals that part that like the way they handle general admission is very differently where it's like, it's not like, it's more like applying the tiers and price differences of a regular concert to the idea that, yeah, well, it's general admission, but like, we're going to have these big bear. We're going to like cordon off like, oh, these people are here. These people are over here. You have like, like lanes down the center and through the middle where like cops can get in and out. Like it's, it's, 
different festivals do it in different ways but like i just i'd be surprised if the like hey everybody just rushes in idea how long that how, how much like if that i just don't know if that's going to last long basically it didn't yeah. always used to be yeah. that way like the uh, general mission yeah. at shows was like not a thing at big like festivals that that's like a relatively modern invention i actually read about or not read i actually saw on the news that's another reason i know i'm getting old i watched the news um where in cincinnati there was a, a concert for the who yeah in like 1971 famous. yeah very famous yeah and they ended up um they banned general admission for an extended period yeah, of time that's right yeah, so that was that was my first time hearing that. But and you I'm know, like, huh? People forget; they get comfortable. We set, we tell ourselves, "Nah, it's not going to happen again." For sure, until it happens again, right? Until it happens again, I I think that you will see significant changes too. Because the other thing you have to consider is okay. I have something to consider and a question to ask. Okay, the thing that you have to consider is uh, a bunch of kids storm the gate, so they didn't they didn't account for that. And because of that, now you have more people than you anticipated in general admission. Number two, the question I have is, were there, was there any other seating besides general admission? Or did, so. they, or, did they, or did they make all of the patrons, all, God, how many people were there? 10,000, 15,000, 20,000? Did they expect all of those people to go to general admission at the end of the night? Yeah, that that's that's not that's not even yo. If I'm <laughs> if there are ten thousand people in a venue, and all the seats are general admission, and I am customer number eight thousand eight hundred and sixty-two, and I'm that far in the back, what what am I seeing? You're watching. I can't you're even watching see Travis. The, you're, you're watching the screens. I mean, you know how? I mean, there were. I mean, I've heard between like there was easily fifty, probably a hundred thousand people at the at the festival. Oh, so I'm undershooting the numbers. Oh, wow. it's huge. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Nope. Because it was at uh, NRG Stadium in uh, in Houston. Like, it's at a big place. Okay. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. They, there's just a lot of logistical issues. Like, there's just clear. Of course. And I mean, we're armchair quarterback in this, of course. Right, right, right. Um, But at the same time, to me, there's just like obvious logistical issues that clearly could have prevented that and i think that moving forward even when i think about rolling loud like rolling loud separates the stages so yeah. they've got a hundred thousand people but they've got three or four stages going on at the same time and so it, it spreads it out quite a bit and even then i've heard experiences of i'm i, I can't move yeah, yeah, yeah i mean i've been i have been general admission at like small like clubs or small venues in new york where like mm -hmm. i have been like yo i can't move right now yeah it's, it, it's i can't you know it's nope. <laughs> yeah i was like i gotta get out of here yeah i can't i can't i can't i couldn't even imagine nope. i mean Merce and i joke about this but the first time we ever saw francis and the lights live he came to play at a general mission place in hartford and he was opening for larue okay this is, <laughs> this is 2010 Peak LaRue. That is peak 2010. Right. So we are there. We are the only people there for Francis and the Lights. We are front. We are, because I didn't really care about LaRue, but at that point I was starting into his music and I was like, yo, these tickets are like $20. Let's just go. Mm -hmm. We're front row for Francis and the Lights because it's general admission. Great. Yeah. He goes off stage. 
we're trying we had, we met up with another friend of ours who was there for LaRue and we're trying to figure out are we going to stay what are we going to do cuz I didn't really want to be there but we were already there in the building I turn around and you start to feel the crush of a whole bunch of of teenage girls w- dressed up like LaRue trying to like get closer and closer and Marissa and I was just like no nah, we're out of here this is not my this is not my place this is not my vibe I'm out of here <laughs> Come on, man. Going in, going in for the kill was, was kind of hard. <laughs> um, she had she had like three joints. Yeah. She ended up on Watch the Throne. Yeah, she's she? saying that's that chick. Yeah, that's my chick. Yeah. <laughs> what is she doing right now? <laughs> no idea. But like, no idea. really, if you are like, and that's just, you know, a bunch of teenagers there for LaRue. Like if you're, you know, <laughs> it's not a Travis Scott. Imagine you're like there for like the opener to Travis Scott concert, general admission, and then the lights go out before Travis's set starts. You better get out of there, man. Yeah, it's facts. That's facts. There's no way I would go see. I, I thought about going to see a Travis Scott concert if he if he ever came back to Columbus. I would 100% be in the rafters like staying. Oh. No way. <laughs> no way. No way. Even, I mean, even on a, on a smaller degree, you know, again, this is, just, this is just concert culture. So, like, even when I went to go see Tyler, the kids were going crazy. Man, Pablo. Um, when I went to go see Kendrick, the kids were going crazy in the mosh pit. Like the the mosh pit, you're kind. I mean, when I went to go see Pablo, yeah, yeah, Pablo, the kids were going nuts in the 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 mosh pit for Pablo. Are you crazy? But I know I know better. Nope, I don't like people. I don't like being close to people. Like, never mind quarantine. Don't step on my shoes. Don't be in my personal space. Like, just I need sp- I need space. So I mm-mm. nope, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So <sighs> anything else? We need to talk about man. It's a tragedy, um, for sure. It's terrible, and yep. I, I mean, I you know, I feel like whether it's you know, I think I feel like the combination of honestly, like you know, basically kids, but like we'll just say the youths, like who want to go like turn up at a concert, combined with you know maybe a festival industry that's you know gotten a little whether it's lax with security or whatever. We're gonna find out a whole lot more, but yes, like. It's terrible, man. That's all you really say. You know, there's going to yeah. be like, we, we're still the early days. Like there's going to be lawsuits and the lawsuits sound like, oh, people just, you know, frivolous lawsuits. But like there will, that means there will be discovery. Like either they settle, which is likely, or yeah, Travis, you get discovery, which means you actually yeah. will get like, oh, show me like the security plan. Show me like, you know, the lawyers will get in there, man. And we can find out. Travis has already um refunded all Astro World tickets. Yeah. There's already a lawsuit that includes Drake. Yeah, because he was he was brought out on stage. He was brought out on stage and I'm looking and I'm like, man, the, Travis is about to take a serious financial L. So when you talk about who gets caught holding the bag, that's what I'm thinking of is of course the 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 hit on public image. But like, man, who's gonna pay all this money out? That's going to be crazy. Because you know his insurance is going to be like, nah, mm-hmm. we do not cover this. <laughs> yep. Find out. Yep. Crazy. We didn't even talk about the music so, he put out, which was fine. I, I didn't hear it. I wasn't expecting I a J. Cole cameo. <laughs> oh, Cole's on the, on the Travis record? Uh, a mafia. He's, uh, he's singing at the end. Oh, okay. We got a whole new J. Cole in 2021. We did. You know, I haven't really heard, I mean, 
I don't, I, I gotta say, I don't have that many like diehard J. Cole fans in my life. I'd be curious. 2021 J. Cole is not 2014 J. Cole or even really 2018 J. Cole. I think it is like the final. Well, I won't say that. I won't say that because 2021 J. Cole gave us a pretty good album. That's right. Gave us a pretty good album. He did. Um, but it's like, I don't know if he is, um, maybe he's not picking the right, maybe he's not picking the right features. Um, or maybe he's getting his Jay-Z on and he's rapping about stuff that has nothing to do with the song. Cause he, he does do that. Excuse me. But I, I mean, he's, he's, he's just got a whole, it's all, honestly, it's like something switched in him and he's like, nah, I'm, I'm going to stop pretending to be like humble, quiet J. Cole. We're done. Yeah, we're done. I told I told y'all. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Shout out to Cole. 